Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And I'm starting this episode and Nate has no idea what I'm about to do. We're actually going to do something very different because it is episode 198 of the Mott's run, The Empire. What would you call this? Well, I definitely don't want to be the Empire. Can no, no, we the, be the Rebellion? <laughs> the New Order. No, no, no. Uh, this is the Mott's uh, le- Legacy. The Mott's Legacy. Ooh, legacy. That's, that's okay. pretty good. Great. So episode 198. Nate's uh, been very busy, and we have some plans for the next couple episodes. I've been very busy as well, and so we actually don't... I mean, I've been a little busier than Steven. Are we going to do a contest? Oh, you want to you want to see who's busier? <laughs> I'm just a little... I'm just... Whatever yeah, Steven yeah, yeah. is, I'm a little bit busier. How many kids, do you, have? How many kids do you have again? Yeah, exactly. I have one, exactly. But how many right. diapers do you change every day? Well, thankfully zero. Okay. Uh-huh. So here's the deal. Episode 198 we're, we're approaching our bicentennial 200th episode. We have mm. we have a plan. I don't know if we've officially officially like decided offline. But anyway, I thought because we didn't really have a movie movie prepared, we could talk about a movie we've both seen. And we had a couple suggestions, but Stephen, I have a little bit of anxiety not knowing where this is about to no go, Nate but it's a little no bit idea. thrilling. <laughs> Nate literally has no idea what I'm about to ask him, what we're about to talk about, but this is going to be a little different. It's going to feel a little different. But I thought, being episode 198, we could almost do a slight retrospective, not on our own episodes, but almost a meta-conversation. And maybe we could share some of our earliest memories and feelings. I think that there are some privacy issues there. If we're, Yeah, and I <laughs> no, think no, no. maybe we need to... Oh. No, no, listen, listen. What I am proposing, not that medic. No, no. What I'm proposing is that we talk about, and I title this episode, "Why We Love Movies." And I thought I had a couple questions I could ask you, and then I can give my answers about what is it that makes us enjoy movies. Because not everyone, I think, really likes movies. My wife has actually like slowly come to appreciate them, and like she likes them now, and we you know connect on them. You're slowly boiling her like a frog. <laughs> Introducing more and more complicated movies. No, but we. Uh, so I don't know. I thought it'd be fun because like I have a lot of early yeah. memories of movies, and I think mm. they they affect me. <laughs> like I just said in our very dark bonus episode, which typically I encourage our listeners to go sign up for our bonus episodes, but I think you need to wait a week. Wait, wait till our next bonus episode. Don't start with a bonus episode from today. It's very dark. Yeah, that's probably a great idea. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. But movies, I have a lot of fond memories from my childhood, and then I hopefully I'm creating memories with my own kids. But also like movies affect me in a certain way. We were watching Interstellar again last night with my kids. And whatever you think of that movie, there's the scene when he is spinning the spaceship to dock with the Endeavor. And it's like this, the climax of the movie almost, you know, and he's spinning and it's a very intense scene. And I don't know what it is, Nate. I tear up every time. Mm. I don't know what it, I don't know why. And I, and, and I turn, I turned to my kids once the movie was over and I told them cause I was, I kind of wanted them to know, like I typically hide the fact that I cry at the weirdest parts of movies. Have emotions. <laughs> no, but I said, yeah, I don't know what it is about that scene. Like, I tear up every time. And then Jordan was like, yeah, I I tear up at this part in the movie. And it was kind of a you know nice moment to talk about it. So I don't know. Like, can you think about, let me prompt you with this. Do you remember either your earliest movie experience as a kid? Maybe it was going to the theater. Maybe it was something that you watched with your family. Or what? what maybe started you on the movie journey 
Mm. I remember, I think my very first movie experience was going to see Aladdin in theaters (laughs) with my grandparents. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I remember, like, I remember the feeling of sitting in a theater and seeing camel footprints. I believe at the beginning of Arabian Nights, the beginning of that song, heading through the sand. And it was just magic it was magic to me but also kind of scary like i remember some of my most impactful movie experiences kind of overwhelming me and sometimes being a little bit frightening i remember seeing jumanji very early and being like whoa my goodness (laughs) that's a terrible idea but also i think movies are were pivotal in my young life of kind of exposing me to certain levels of conflict and excitement Mm. in a way that you don't actually get when you're really little. And I think that was kind of a cool thing that movies did early is it's almost like a safe chamber to experience like, wow, there's Mm. a really bad guy. There's a really evil dude in this movie Mm. and the forces of good. And, but you can kind of experience it and then chew on it later as yeah. a kid and be like, oh, man, I want to be like the good guy. I don't want to like be Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> right. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I remember, it's funny for you, Aladdin, I must have seen that at home on VHS tape, which I need to talk uh-huh. about Blockbuster in a moment. But my first theater experience I could remember was The Lion King. And I went there mm. with my parents. I remember it must have been close to opening weekend because there was a long line. I remember standing in the mall because that's where movie uh-huh. theaters were. Movie theaters were in the mall. That's just where you went. <laughs> and standing in this long line and seeing it. And then I remember when we got the VHS tape a year later, whenever it came out, I would watch The Lion King in its entirety every yes. day before school. I would, Whoa. I would, I would, I knew what time I needed to wake up, put it in the VHS player. The entire movie. I would watch the entire movie before school every day. I think I started at like six 30 or whatever. Say, I don't even know. But I watched right. the whole thing. And between you got that, to deal with the death of Mufasa every morning. It's amazing how much death is in those Disney movies. It's really troubling. Isn't it like, yeah, it's like a remake of Hamlet, right? Isn't that what that is? Oh, like that? I didn't. That's interesting. That's what Lion it King is. is. But I remember like that of the Lion King. And then for Aladdin, I was obsessed with memorizing it. I remember going to elementary school and imp- like impressing people in the lunchroom that I could basically recite the movie. Like I could just... You know, the first uh, 10 Please, please, come closer. Oh, too close. A little bit too close. close. Welcome yeah. to Agrabah, city of enchantment. Like, I, I could do the whole thing. Right. I even, in some of the songs, because this was pre-internet, I wanted my mom to sit with me and write the lyrics of the songs so I could <sighs> memorize them. And we would turn on... I don't know if you could turn on captions at the time, but we, we basically no, went like... Listen. No, it was no captions. Like, it was line no. by line. And I would like write what the they lyrics. just say. Wow. And just to memorize okay. it. I, yeah, I think there's a big thing here that like I give a lot of my love of Disney yeah. to movies in the 90s, especially. Mm-hmm. Had like those were movies that my parents felt comfortable having us watch again and again. 
And so there was right. definitely like these were my ends to having like they can get kind of intense, but they were cartoons and they were like I was able to kind of approach them and sort of understand them. I remember we had the cassette tape for Little Mermaid that we would play <laughs> constantly in the car on road yes. trips <laughs> yes. over and over again, the Little Mermaid soundtrack. Um, yeah, and I think... So good. I think... So I think Disney, you could basically sum up my early movie experience with the words Disney, which I think a lot of like... 90s kids can relate yeah, to relate. Yeah. that but i do have to say mm-hmm. i remember very distinctly that one of my first movies that felt like well this movie's for adults <laughs> but yeah. i get it mm. and like it a lot was actually the movie that we were going to discuss today which was the original star wars right yes. that was one of the first times that i thought oh adult movies aren't boring right and and (laughs) like they are exciting and i get this and this is like real people doing stuff but it's there's like magicalness to this world and i remember that being experience of oh i get why movies are cool for adults too (laughs) right so i remember the first movie i could remember affecting me emotionally I'm sure I cried mm. at the Lion King as a kid because sure, if you know, but after a hundred days of watching it in a row, it probably <laughs> you, you get inoculated. Yeah, you can yeah. focus more on Hakuna Matata after that. Uh-huh. Probably more of a survival instinct for your brain. Like, stop thinking about the death. <laughs> like, think about Hakuna Matata. But Angels in the Outfield. Yes, Angels in the Outfield. We watched many times, and I remember at the end. Spoilers for this. <laughs> 30 year old 40 year old movie i don't even know when they all stand in the stadium and start (sighs) flapping their arms to say or to imply that there's an angel helping the pitcher guy do the final pitch and i just i cried every time and i i use it as a joke like i don't know because you could you really quick i i know you don't do a ton of uh editing these days of songs and clips but as you discuss that i can tell you right now the song is called the wave it's by randy (laughs) edelman i will get it you can please play that soundtrack like it is it still hits me like the music hits me emotionally as this yeah like I don't know if it's a flute riff there or just like the the chimes come in. I'll play it. And then I think some French horns. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And it affected, it just, I got emotional every time. And you can't really pinpoint when you're younger, like, why is this making me cry? Or what about this is making me cry? Because it's not a sad moment. It's an inspirational moment. And I think that, carrying it all the way to Interstellar, there's this thing in certain movies that you, you see someone perform an incredible act of selflessness and sacrifice. Or 
someone accomplishes something incredible because of its survival or to help someone else. And it's almost like seeing the best of humanity to compare this to the Arbonus episode <laughs> where we talked about the worst, but to see the best of humanity depicted on screen. And I guess seeing it as an aspirational and inspirational moment, I th- that's what gets me, I think, a lot of the times. And I'll cry at, I'll cry at sad parts of movies, but I sure. think to, to be inspired by those moments, like the Angel in the Triumphant Outfield, moments. You know, yeah, the triumphant moments. Get Homeward me. Bound, where Shadow oh, is trying to get goodness. out of that pit. And, oh. and they think, like, yeah, it was he was just too old. That was It sad. was just too far. And then coming out from... A, over the hill comes like a limping shadow and then the kid runs out to him <laughs> so true and uh, yeah. well, and there was a time where like yeah i think michael j fox's voice is chance and he's like yeah, i'm not yeah. leaving you here yeah oh and it's okay it's powerful maybe we're just turning into movies help us cry and yeah. help us process that. Well, here's the other thing no, no mm. movies do help in a lot of ways i think with our empathy like you're yeah. able to put yourself better into the shoes of another person i remember the thought from angels in the outfield i remember the scene where um his dad walks out like like in the court case and he thinks that this will all like help him be a family again before danny glover takes them all in but like i remember those moments of like you can kind of feel for a moment what like that kind of abandonment would be like and it's like oh man well, I think that's the other thing. Movies can give you words and vocabulary to describe something you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think to the movie we most recently did, Dear Evan Hansen, in the song Words Fail, it actually gives you so many words that you might empathize with and be able to describe in the future how you feel about a situation. And so it almost is a teacher in some ways of like, you know, this is an emotion. This is an emotion that people experience and this is what it means or this is why you're meeting but there's that side of movies and then there was also the side of every friday for it seemed it seemed like every friday for years me and my dad would go to blockbuster video yes and you would walk the aisles you do, there's the section you don't go to because it's all like scary movies rated R inappropriate mm-hmm. stuff. You mm-hmm. you stay along the edge, like a like a grocery store. You got to shop along uh-huh. the edge, and those were like the the new releases or the popular movies. And seeing all these movie posters, I don't know. I, the, tell me if I'm wrong, but <clears throat> I feel like scrolling through a streaming service and seeing those movie posters is not the same experience as walking through a blockbuster. And picking up a VHS tape and reading the back to decide, is this the movie? Because you, you're committed. You know, when you start streaming a movie today, you could just like hit the home button and start something else if you don't like it. But if you're going to spend $5 renting this movie at a Blockbuster, that is yep. the one you are watching that night. And it you, could be bad. It could, it could bad. like it's you have two days just, to watch you're it. In for it. You got to return it. Like this is it. Yep. Like there's no you know watching this over a week's long time. You put your mortgage up as collateral. <laughs> and I think there was something. Obviously, there was a the bonding experience of doing that with my parents, but yep. also like that experience, like almost a tangible experience of a movie. And 
I can't even remember. It made movie yeah. watching a special event. Man, we're we're really like waxing nostalgic um throughout this I, whole I thing. That would be nice, yeah. Yeah, I lo- I love it. But like it wasn't watching a movie was a big deal. Like right. watching a movie as a family or watching a movie even like was a treat. It wasn't like, well, you have 500 movies available to you on this streaming service. You had to go there and even if there was one you were excited about, or maybe you weren't quite sure if it was on VHS or later on DVD, you would see it there. And on the shelves would be maybe literally a hundred covers. But that doesn't mean that it's there. Because beneath beneath the (laughs) facade of it looks like there's tons of movies, you have to look behind... To find the plastic <laughs> shell. Yes, now, some yes. later in life, I think. Well, I'm not even sure if there was ever anything inside of those shells, or if it was like this plastic shell. You have to take this uh, cicada husk <laughs> to the front desk, and there, inside, like a locked gun cabinet, <laughs> is like the actual thing that they get to put it inside. Like right. you have the golden ticket now. In return, I will put this probably right. not unrewinded right. tape. Please be kind. And give Rewind. it to you. That doesn't mean and anything. So, no, it doesn't. But like finding, oh look, there is one left. Right. Is as joyful as looking behind and there is nothing because everyone. Right. Also rented Contact or Cocoon. Right. Man, you just said Contact. That's another sense memory. And that was a very long movie, probably like really boring for a kid. But I remember mm-hmm. being engrossed by this story yeah. and and experiencing it. And then, <sighs> movies in general are amazing. I really like. I, if if <laughs> yeah. we haven't sounded pro movie enough already, let me just say. I think the stories that a movie can tell, yeah, and like all of the with the music and yes. the, the script and the visuals all together can really transport you. And like this is not super deep things that I'm saying, but it really is cool how like a good movie can really take you somewhere. Yeah. Which leads me to my next question for you. Oh. now that I'm caught up on what we're doing this episode <laughs> steven yes your adult self right now yeah what do you typically look for in a movie night you know what do you want out of your movies these days you know it's 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 weird there are some times where i want to just check out and watch a movie that's whatever superhero movie action that's cool Black Adams coming soon. I, I do want to see that. I think find yourself a, at a theater. <laughs> I think I do yep. want to see that actually. And so there are those moments, but I don't know because I know they affect me so much. I try to pick and choose when I'm going to watch something that's really affecting. Mm. And but I want. I don't. That's a good. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I actually watched Training Day recently Uh which is old movie with denzel washington he won an academy award i think for it and you know i knew it was a a popular movie and it was one of those things where i had to like really motivate myself to to start it because i was like this is i still haven't watched dunkirk yeah like dunkirk i still can't quite get up there (laughs) 
And it's tough because at this age now, like <laughs> investing two and a half hours in a movie feels like a cost, you know, mm-hmm. where it, before when you're a teenager or even in college, it's like, I'll watch a movie at any point and I'm not sacrificing anything. I don't have to give anything up to do this. There's right. So, but I want, I don't know. I want to learn something. I want to be given words that can help me explain something. I want to share a story with someone like Whitney or my kids. I want to see something where I can experience it now with someone else and we can like talk about it or Mm. I don't know. It reveals something about ourselves. It reveals something about how we should look at and treat other people, you know, and I think Pixar movies really epitomize a lot of those things and why, you know, I'm always drawn to Pixar movies, but I think Pixar movies are especially good at revealing our feelings and revealing our psyche and like presenting it in a way that's super palatable for both kids and parents. And you can kind of experience that together. Like soul, uh, we, I, we reviewed soul, I think, but I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Cause I, I played a music bed under my <laughs> speech at the end cause I was <laughs> getting emotional, but like that, that, I don't know. It made me think about my own goal in life or whatever. Like what is, what do I hope to achieve? And is what I hope to achieve something that's actually meaningful enough to be driven to do it kind of thing. So uh-huh. I don't know. S- same question for you. Like, what do you look for in a movie now? What do you hope it does to you? Uh, I think it really depends. I think sometimes it's been a little more rare, but sometimes I want a movie to make me laugh and it'll just make me like happy. Sure. And that sort of thing. Uh, Sometimes I want movies to like teach me something. And this will sound cliche, but I really like that's the best way for me to feel like I want to learn about history is oh, if yeah. there is some sort yes. of period piece. Biopic. Like, well, that's the yes. the most, yeah, the most like, oh, or about somebody in right. particular. Right. Um, I think I love, I love the spectacle of movies nowadays. Um, for sure. the most part, I, I love visual effects. So I love when a movie is like big and epic in that way and tells an interesting story. Um, yeah. Yeah. And kind of like what you were saying, I like, movies where i can watch it with jill or i can have a conversation with you even like doing this podcast i like watching movies where i know that i'll be talking to you about the movie yes because it's it's fun i enjoy processing before starting this uh podcast even i would um when watching a new movie i would call my brother and we would just talk about it and we would make Mm. fun of the parts that we thought were bad and we would uh, talk about the parts we thought were great and I think that's I think the conversations around movies, which is I guess what this podcast is, is really fun for me. I enjoy yeah. dissecting movies. I think the time travel movies we've done have been especially introspective. <laughs> you know, when you think about there's the time traveler's wife, but what's the other one about time with uh, about time Rachel McAdams, <laughs> and that's uh that one is so deep. I just think about that ping pong scene. Ping pong scene. Oh my goodness! Mm. Go back and listen to that episode. I remember. I knew I was a movie person when I think it was, I was in high school, but DVD players were just like coming to popularity. And Mm -hmm. I remember hearing like, this is the new way to experience movies. 
And I, mm-hmm. we were still connecting it to our 19-inch CRT television. Like, it was not yep. really a different experience. You're not getting the actual <laughs> experience. All but the I, pixels. But I wanted a DVD player. And I asked for a DVD player for Christmas. And I remembered the big gift that year. You know, because every year there was, like, the one big gift, even if you got other stuff. But I got a DVD player, and I got four movies. And this was during high school, but it was The Patriot with Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 2 with Tom Cruise, <laughs> <laughs> The Perfect Storm, George Clooney, mm. and Gladiator, Russell Crowe. And those were the four movies my parents bought with the DVD player. And I remember that Christmas day, we watched all four movies just right in a row. We just yes. watched them all, all day. We just sat around and it was, it was both an awesome experience, like watching those movies, but also the experience of that day, just like, I don't know. There was something special about that moment and doing that. So I don't know. It was, yeah, I, it's been a while. I, I look forward to this uh, when my kid grows a little older. When you stop watching car videos on YouTube. <laughs> Honest, yeah. <laughs> I am excited about sometime in the future doing a movie marathon. Yes. Doing a day where you just like, we have these three or four movies we're going to watch during the day. Or like, hey, we're going to, you know, today is Lord of the Rings day. Yeah, today. Like, that's it. Welcome. You know, like, welcome to this. I get to, and I think that's a cool thing about being a parent is that I have movies that are near and dear to me that I'm excited to in the future share with my little guy and experience them through his eyes and see which ones he takes to as well. I'm sure you've done a lot of this already, but I think that's really cool. It is cool. Well, listeners, hope you enjoy this slightly different episode of Movies on the Side. We're two episodes away from episode 200. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us on this journey. I won't do any calls to action. I'll just sign off and say thanks for listening. Nate, thanks for doing this podcast. Hey, Stephen. Thanks for doing this podcast with me. This is a fun way to talk about movies. Yeah, I still enjoy doing it. I do, too. As we always say. I never get to say as we always say. This is your turn. turn. (laughs) As we always say. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. I love it. I love it. Man, that's so... Why is that so good? I don't know. I love that joke so much. Me too. I love that joke so much. Me too.